You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 40. I'm your host, Master Weight Loss Coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. And today and every Tuesday, I'm going to be here to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through your binges, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past. Welcome back. And if you're a new listener, I'm really glad you found me. Today, we're going to take a look at the connection between stress and your eating. Really, we're looking at your overeating. So let's dive right into our coaching session. Have you ever said that you're a stress eater? Have you ever automatically taken out those cookies after a challenging day at work? When you have conditioned yourself to reach for food, when you feel the emotion of stress, then you've experienced stress eating. And stress eating is frustrating because you think you can't stop as long as this stressful situation is happening in your life, right? That is usually the way that you think. So here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about what stress is and how it shows up in your life, in your mind, and in your body. And we're going to talk about why you may have connected stress with eating or overeating in the first place. Then we can begin to take a look at what steps you can take to disconnect your eating from your stressful mood and how to view your stress differently. And later in the next episode, we will continue with more depth about how to not eat when you're stressed. So let's look at this first. What is stress? Well, I know that you probably can get that pit of your stomach feeling as I even say the word when you think about something in your life that's stressful, right? So stress is the reaction in your body to a harmful or threatening situation. Now, it could be something that you're imagining, or it could be something that is real and is actually happening in the moment. When you think you're being threatened, when you think you're in danger, the feeling that you have, the stress, it produces this chemical reaction in your body. This reaction is something that's wired in you, in all of us, for survival. Because this reaction, called the fight-or-flight reaction, I'm sure you've heard of that, it's designed to help you do what you need to do in the moment to protect yourself. So this reaction is called a stress reaction. When you're in the middle of it, you know what it feels like. And it's not a great feeling because your heart rate goes up, your muscles tighten, your blood pressure goes up, and your breathing speeds up. This is a perfect example of the mind-body connection that you have. Your mind perceives something in your life or in your environment that might be threatening to you, and then you experience feelings in your body that can lead you to do things you don't want to do. All these things happen in your body so that if you needed to fight or flee for survival, you'd be ready. And I'm sure you can imagine why we needed this response for our protection. Stress means different things to all of us, right? What makes your friend feel stressed 
may feel like no big deal to you. And some of us are better at managing stress than others. Stress in small doses can actually be a good thing. It can help you get things done and it can protect you from a threatening situation. So our goal is not to have a life that has no stress. You know, that vision we all have of sitting on the desert island with no phone, no computer, and maybe even no people so that we would have no stress. That's not actually what we really want, but you have evolved to be able to handle small doses of stress and it keeps you on your toes. But we have not evolved to really be able to handle long-term constant stress without getting results that you don't want. What I mean by that, and you may guess this already, is it may be emotional results. They may be physical results. They may be changes in the way you think, and they definitely may be changes in what you do. And that's what we're talking about today is what you do when you're stressed, the things that you do that relate to the way that you eat when you're stressed. So when you're stressed, have you ever really sat down and thought about what emotions you're experiencing? Maybe you do what most people do, and that is you lump all those negative feelings into one big description and you call it stress. That stress for you might look like feelings of low self-esteem. It might look like feeling lonely, feeling broken, like something is really wrong with you, or feeling depressed. You might have frustration and certainly be in a pretty negative mood. And because of all of these feelings, you might isolate yourself, which might even make the stress feel worse, like you're kind of out there in the world alone. Now, physically, maybe you might feel tired or have headaches or stomach issues. Maybe you can't sleep because you're ruminating about your problem. You might, during a period of stress, I know I do, get sick more often and have all kinds of physical symptoms. So I'm wondering, does this sound familiar to you? Because what we're doing right now is we're breaking down the definition of how you actually experience that big general description of stress. And we're seeing how it affects so many different parts of your mind and your body. Now, during the period where you think your situation is stressful, you might become forgetful. You might have trouble focusing and remembering things. And it's surely common for you to see your world through pretty dark lens, either feeling pessimistic or like things will never get better. Now, all these thoughts and feelings lead to your actions, right? And the action we're talking about here is eating or overeating. So imagine that you are experiencing a stress reaction. This is definitely going to affect your eating. Now, for some of us, it leads us to lose our appetite. When I have continual average stress, my appetite increases. When I have serious stress, serious extreme or prolonged stress, my appetite decreases. So I want you to ask yourself, what does your appetite do? What happens to your desire for food when you have stress, either extreme or mild? Now, some of us might use drugs or alcohol 
or maybe you smoke cigarettes. But if you're here with me now, odds are good that you're in the habit of medicating your stress with food, food to soothe you and lessen that really uncomfortable feeling of stress. What happens is that you connect the feeling of stress, whether it's from something real or just the way you're looking at your situation, you connect it with soothing yourself with food. And when you soothe yourself with food, you are not eating due to physical hunger. When you're not eating from physical hunger, you know you won't get the signal that you've had enough. Why? Because your body wasn't giving you the signal that it needed food in the first place. So when you eat from stress, you're eating to distract yourself from your situation. You're distracted from your situation because of the very act of eating, the physical pleasure of eating, and the fact that food lights up that reward center of your brain and temporarily it does make you feel better. You're also distracted from your situation because after you eat without hunger, most likely now you're focusing on what you just did, how bad you were. And I say bad with quotation marks. You know you're not bad in my eyes, but you're focusing on how bad you think you were, how heavy you feel, and on and on and on. And those bad feelings distract you from whatever was causing the original stress. So even though both things feel bad, the result of overeating and the original situation, the overeating is familiar. Beating yourself up is familiar. Overeating is familiar. And you can deal with familiar easier than you have been able to deal with the frightening feeling that something is wrong and you don't know how to deal with it. It's a case of the familiar pain versus the unfamiliar pain. And I would bet that if you're not trained to look at and manage what's going on in your mind, and that's what we work on here in this podcast, if you're not trained to look at what's happening for you, then you will take the familiar pain all the time. So you see what stress is. In listening to all the different ways it shows up in your mind and your body, you can probably give me a list right now of how you trained yourself to react to stress in your life. And I want to remind you that that's exactly what you've done. You've made a connection between interpreting something in your life as stressful, as threatening, and then you've simply developed your habit of using food as a way to feel better from the stress. Now, you know that in the moment, as we discussed, it works. The eating does make you feel better briefly, but it also gives you a side effect of unwanted extra weight on your body and a feeling of helplessness. Sometimes you may have said something like, I had to give a big presentation at work. Of course I'm overeating. Or my child is failing math. Of course I'm hitting the chips. And you say that like, of course, there's no other way. So if you've been listening to me for a while now, you know that there are situations, circumstances that are real, factual, that everyone would agree are real. And then there's your perception, your story, the way you view what's happening in your life. 
Those thoughts, that interpretation, that is what is creating the stress you have. And your thought that what will make you feel better is food, that thought is also just created by you and it creates and then strengthens the connection between your feeling of stress and your eating. So it doesn't just happen. It's something that you create, maybe with a little awareness, maybe with not a lot of awareness. Now, what I'd like to start discussing with you is how to stop this pattern of feeling stress and eating. And we're going to continue this discussion in the next podcast too, because it's a big topic. But for now, let's start thinking about how to stop your stress eating. The very first thing I want you to do is to become aware of what's happening when it happens. When you begin to feel stress, you will have certain very familiar symptoms. As we mentioned, it may be the way you're thinking or feeling physically or feeling emotionally. You might catch yourself going into a certain routine that you do when you're stressed and suddenly you're aware, oh, I'm doing my stress reaction. I'm feeling threatened. My thoughts are that there's an immediate problem and my mind and body are working together to protect me. I want you to recognize what's happening. I want you to call it what it is. Step back and see the chain of events going on inside you. And that's going to help you prevent yourself from just jumping in and reacting to the stress. Get familiar with the things that you say to yourself at times like this. Many of my clients say things that you might recognize yourself. Things like, I just can't handle this. I'm overwhelmed. This is too much. I just want to get in bed and pull up the covers. Do you ever say those things? I know I've said them in my life. Now think about what you say to yourself and even write it down. Why? Because I want you to be able to recognize what's happening faster and faster so that you have a choice of how you respond. Now notice that I'm saying respond, not react. When you react to something, it feels much more involuntary or without much thought. It's automatic. But when you respond to something, it's more likely by conscious choice. And that is key when you're trying to take charge of your stress. I want you to evaluate your usual MO to stress with compassion. No judging. No being impatient or annoyed with yourself. Just play detective and gather information. Here's what usually happens. Here's what you usually do. And here's how it goes down. Then you can decide how you want to do things differently in a way that doesn't involve eating when you're not hungry, which adds a whole new problem to your stress. Ask yourself about your situation that feels stressful. Is there something you need to do right now? Or can you look for another perspective? Now, if no action is required right now, that's a good sign that maybe at least some of your stress is coming from the way you're looking at your situation. If there's nothing required of you right now, is there another way to look at things? Is there a way you can pause and get perspective? Is there a way you can rise above your situation in that moment and look down and see what's happening? What do you see? 
what's real and what is your story. And then you can begin to unravel those quick automatic reactions that you created to your stressful thinking and see that there may be alternatives to eating. Stress is a normal part of life and it can be managed, but you have to be able to recognize as it's coming upon you. If you don't recognize what's happening until you're in the middle of it, you'll keep reacting to stressors and you'll go right into the eating habit. Now, don't be upset that up until now, this is what you've been doing. This is how you've been handling your stress. It's just that this is what you learn to manage yourself and to make yourself feel better. You've been doing the best you knew how, and now you'll be able to see what creates your stress in the first place. And when it's real and it requires action, and when it's stress caused by what you're thinking about, that's what you'll be able to discern. And you'll also know how to identify it faster and how to decide if you really need to do anything at all beyond simply recognizing what's happening. In our next session, we're going to go into detail about what to do when you feel that mind-body sensation of stress. And we're going to go into detail about how to break the connection between the feeling and that action of overeating. For now, I want you to focus on identifying your patterns around stress and eating. So calmly think back to a stressful situation you've been through recently and do a little bit of analysis of how you handled it. What actually happened? Just the facts. And what did you think? How did the stress feel in your body? What emotions did you have? Let's name them. What physical symptoms did you have? And what did you do in terms of eating? I really want you to go into detail. I want you to get really clear on what you've been doing so we can work together on changing it next week. That's it for our coaching session on this subject today. I want you to focus on dealing with this and observing yourself for this coming week. And also just a reminder, if you're a new listener, stop by the show notes and grab a copy of my free downloadable book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. In this book, which is free for you because you're my listener, you're going to be able to learn exactly what I teach all my clients, and that is what went wrong in the past when you've tried to solve your eating and weight issues so that you don't keep repeating the same mistakes. So come back next week where we'll continue to work on your emotional eating and binge eating step by step until they both become something you used to do. And that is your ultimate goal. For now, this is your coach, Cookie, reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.